Welcome back, everyone. WTF week rolls on. This week, gentlemen, Tang Young Cash. I'm sure we're all looking forward to this. Mm. After the, how can I explain it? I can't. Don't. But the plot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre didn't really sort of grab us. <sighs> we decided that Tang Young Cash might be a little bit more nuanced for our, <laughs> for our liking. <laughs> But before we get to that, I know we're probably a couple of weeks behind, but uh, the death of Bill Paxton uh, a couple of weeks ago. Big fan of Bill. Game over, man. Yeah. Game over. That's too early, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was a massive fan of Bill Paxton, um, and it's very, very um, sad that he's gone. Yeah, he had a bloody good career too. Um, yeah. As a character actor. He's in some iconic shit. He's in shit. some iconic films. He's in, um, he's been killed by the big three, I believe. We he has. Terminator, Predator and Alien. Uh, Alien. First man. Is he still the only man? Hope so. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, really good actor. Um, he just started to come back into, into play too, like with things like um, Edge of Tomorrow and yeah. Two Guns and things like that. So, and, and I believe he was had Training Day out, the TV show Training yeah. Day. Uh, which I don't believe was that great, but I had a couple of underrated ones like um, what was that Frailty was it? Yeah, yeah Frailty was uh, he directed it. As well. Yeah, yep. It's a big loss to as far as um, stars go, and um, yeah, it's very sad, sad time. Now we'll also be doing our old oh, yes, name maybe, and we're going to mix it up a little bit. One of our listeners, Gary, just threw us a little bit of a curveball on on Facebook about that we should sort of talk about the trailer for the film we're talking about. Who's in it? Who directed it? What our first thoughts might have been and whether we want to go see it. Okay. okay. So first up, The Fate of the Furious trailer. I'm there already. <laughs> <laughs> first impressions? Was it the submarine or the wrecking ball? Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, they, did, they just keep, they keep ramping it up. But like they, they, can't go, they can't go understated now. <laughs> They're committed. Surely you can't ramp it any further than where they're at. They, they keep proving us wrong, mate. They're jumping cars from high-rise buildings. <laughs> they're jumping miles. over and tackling tanks like... You, you, You're loving it, every minute of it's it. Gonna be, it's going to be a one-and-a-half, two-billion-dollar movie. It just will. It's directed by that F. Gary Gray, who did... He's done some good shit. Negotiator, mm. yeah. Italian Job. Oh, I thought that Italian Job's not what very good. What was the good. one? Straight <laughs> out of Compton? Yeah. Yeah, so, that, yeah. you know, that... Piques my interest a little bit. You know, yeah. He's a guy who can, who knows what he's doing. You got The Rock, you got Vin Diesel, you got Statham, Charlie Theron. Might just get me there. Right it's now. all good. What? Is it yes or no? It's a big fat no. <laughs> really? The trailer is just the most ridiculous thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. When a submarine gets involved in a car chase, I'm calling no joy. Right. No joy. No joy. Good Top Gun reference. I like it. Just not having it. Okay. How, how else do we... You're, you're I'm in. I'm in. So in. You're just about unbuckling your pants yeah. and yeah. I will have my Jared, pants off watching it. What do you think? Yeah, look... Um, yes, no, or maybe on this. I've got to say that it, it looks like it's the right kind of ridiculous <laughs> for me. Hang on, Adam, because, just quickly... Do you know that Vin Diesel's now the bad guy? I know, I know. Plot twist! And again. Plot <laughs> twist! Look, we've never had one before. Oh, they're not friends, they're family. I'll throw it to you this way. I saw... The Return of Xander Cage trailer. Oh. That's the wrong ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> I saw The Fate of the Furious and I saw The Submarine and The Wrecking Ball. And, and the right ridiculous. That's the right kind of ridiculous. Dare I say it's ludicrous. I'm sorry. I had to go there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as, in terms of in the cinema, I'm probably a no 
But the only reason is because I haven't seen it. I haven't seen him since Tokyo Drift. Oh, the best so, part of the series. So, I don't know, I've so you haven't seen four, five, six, seen four, four seven. Five, six, and I'm hanging um, to see them. Four and five turn into heist films. So yeah. that's the turn in the right direction. And yeah. The Rock will get me there. So what I've done now is I've basically hit the point where if I can't see all of them before I go see this one, I'm just going to have to wait for DVD. Like DVD and then just check them all out. Mate, there's four days in a week. That you've oh, yeah, got time, yeah. you just watch all of them one after the other. I can't get them though. They're not on Netflix. They're not on Stan. Not on Foxtel. What I don't know Stan where the fuck to get them. The table for you. Oh fuck! Nothing. I don't know, mate. I love Stan. Once Ash and the Evil Dead have gone, I'm, I'm running dry on Stan a little bit. <laughs> Stan's got some good stuff. Uh, there's a couple of good ones on there, but it doesn't they don't, doesn't seem to come in the volume that Netflix does. So it's a net, um, it's definitely a yes from you. Oh yeah. It's a yes from you. Look, it's a, it's a sort of yes with a caveat. Is it is it cinema? Yes. Is that what we're going for? Yeah, oh, I reckon cinema yes. yes. Oh yeah, no. But cinema yes is hard to come by because even even though I'm a no, I'm a 50, I would 60 not have seen it in the cinema. If it's because just watching, you're it. paying twenty bucks to see that. Thing. <laughs> That's what you get for living Northside, mate. <laughs> eleven bucks for me. I'm not paying eleven bucks for it. Yeah, oh, you've got to will. put up with the prospect of being stabbed while you're watching a movie, <laughs> yeah. mate. Yeah, but I'll be watching it in really good <laughs> mate, you audio. Movie, mate, you're forgetting that you pay eleven bucks for a ticket, but you lose a kidney while you're in there. <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> Your car's on the blocks when you come out. As far as movies go, these are the sort of movies you go to the cinema for. It's a spectacle. Yeah, big spectacle. Things are happening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, look, I would be, if I had seen the other ones, I'd definitely be a yes at the cinema. Okay. Yeah. Next one. Justice League trailer. The trailer, up or Obviously, down. Yeah, it's an up for me. I thought the trailer was okay. It, it showcased a lot more action stuff, and it, it did show a couple of little funny bits. Which I think is better than any of the previous trailers that I looked at for like Batman, Superman, or, or Man of Steel. Mm. So I'm gonna say up on it. I'm up on it. Directed by Zack Snyder. Down. <laughs> so far, down. Immediately down. Yeah. It stars Ben Affleck. That's mid moonwalk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my way out, guys. Look, you can see that Ben. This is not supposed to be a long shot. It's supposed to be a medium, mate. Just come back onto the set. Yeah, for but, uh, I think Jason Momoa is the one that actually gets an up for me. Yeah, as, uh, Aquaman. Yeah. I think he's going to be really good. It's got um, potential. And he's a big bop. He's a big unit. Yes, I'm a big fan of Momoa. He's done um, some good stuff. I think it's going to have to be a yes, because I'd like to see what they do putting a package together of newer different characters and whether they take the tone of a little bit more jokey in comparison to what they've done before. And I wasn't that upset with Batman Superman, so I'm going to say yes to it. Mm -hmm. And I'd probably see it in the cinema because, again, like you say, these are spectacle films. Even at $11. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still so mad about Batman vs. Superman (laughs) and... You From are what I've absolutely fuming about I, that, aren't you? Suicide Squad was not good either, and Zack Snyder is a fucking scourge on the movie industry. Coxie's <laughs> <laughs> just lost his scotch. Oh, it's just hard. Like I am, I'm excited about Momoa, and I think the Wonder Woman stuff could really work. I, I think she looks really good. The trailer for Wonder Woman looks good. Gal Gadot looks like she's going to be able to pull that off. I just. They've just ruined the whole universe, and they're trying so hard to. Have they ruined the, the, the DC universe, or just the entire fucking? My universe, <laughs> yeah, Zack Snyder, has destroyed the universe. That's Between Zack Snyder and you two <laughs> bastards making me watch fucking shit movies, um, I don't know. I go, I will watch it eventually, but I've only seen probably eighty percent of Suicide Squad at this point, and I was just 
I was bored and yeah. not impressed. So if and, Texas Chainsaw Next Generation was a human being, it would be Zack Snyder, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's right down there anyway. He's, he's given a fair run. Just to segue slightly off that, Ben Affleck's script for the, the Batman is now being rewritten from scratch. Scrubbed. More yeah. writing on the wall, guys. Will, will, will Ben Affleck be Batman um, in the next Batman film, yes or no? I think they're going to throw too much money at him for him not to just turn up and mail him lines. I'm actually leaning towards no. Ooh. What's well, just happening? That's a, a bit huge call. Which is well, it's just happening. Bit Three bit different Batmen in the space of what? When was the, when was the Dark Knight Rises? Two thousand nine, wasn't it? No, yeah, two thousand twelve. Oh, sorry, no, I'm yeah. thinking of Night Dark Knight. Yeah, so yeah, eleven, uh, twelve or thirteen, I think. Yeah. Fuck. That's. Look, I think he's that's Spider Man problems. I think no. first he dropped out of the directing role. Matt Reeves came in, and I thought, okay, well, that's still. Maybe maybe that'll keep him because he's a respected director. And the thing about the script is, I think Affleck never sounded happy with his own script. Him and Jeff Johns, are, you know, they, he kept saying, "I'm not going to do it if it's not good." Then they got that Chris Terrio fella to to, to polish it up. But he was a he was an um, Affleck like he's an he's Affleck, an Affleck man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's an Affleck man. But even then, they're not using it, and I just can't help but think that the rumors. It's hard to ignore the rumours that he wants out when this stuff is now happening. Yeah. And slowly, I'm not the director. I'm not writing it. Oh, look. You know. <laughs> uh, is that is that a, a cow with nobody in it? Yeah. <laughs> ben Affleck's just disappeared. Like, I, yeah, he just I think, sunk down and just vanished out I of the I can't back help but think that that might be the case. Yeah. And no, I, no, I'm yeah. with you. I think it's, it's no, we will not see him in the Batman. He met Zack Snyder. He's out. Is, as you said... He backed away from directing it recently. Yes, they brought Matt Reeves in. Suddenly they're rewriting from scratch. Matt Reeves won't be available. Mm. A rewrite from scratch will take months. And Not in the DC universe. you got three weeks to write it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got uh, producers breathing down your neck before you punch their pages. No, but Matt Reeves is in demand. Mm. He will not wait around for this Maybe fall over Unless project. He absolutely loves the character. It depends though, because we haven't heard if Matt Reeves has said, "I'll take it. I'll take the writing duty." I think once again, it's just looking back on the Batman stuff. It's it's almost like Christopher Nolan got so lucky. He he rebooted the franchise when it was in the poo, and he took a fantastic. Arc. You take that back and put it on. Batman and Robin is a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> but he got he, he kind of got lucky. He got the perfect window. He also did a very good him. job, and he's he's an incredibly mm. good director. Yeah, but that's put guys like Matt Reeves in a bind because Matt Reeves is a very good director too. But you look at Planet of the Apes. He was given the sequel, mm. but it was a really well written script yeah. already ready to go. You know what though? I just don't buy that. Because Batman's got fucking 80 years worth of stories. Yeah, there's plenty of good stories. Moment. Essentially, Christopher Nolan didn't really mine a lot of them. No, he but... Did, he, did, he did a little bit of Batman Year One stuff with Begins. Dark Knight was a lot of... It was a lot of his own doing. Mm. And Heath Ledger was basically reinvented the Joker. Didn't really do it like it had been done before. Dark Knight Rises took kind of one... St- elements of a couple of stories of Bane. That was about it. There's so much to mine... And I just can't buy that, you know, 
just because they something's been great. Find, they can't seem to find another story. Yeah, about. just because something's been great doesn't mean you can't fucking do it. And Batman is one of those characters that's been done in the comics different ways. People can bring their own own twist to well, I just whether, wonder whether it's Batman or the characters. Is, like, there, is there problems, major problems at DC, and that's why Affleck's backing out? Well, they hitched yeah. their wagon to Zack Snyder. That's not a fucking good yeah. sign, is it? Because, that was the problem. Because Affleck has, as you said, he never seemed fully committed to the script and the direction side of it. Yeah. But I think from the acting portion, I thought he was locked in. Like, massive amounts of money would have been thrown his way. He oh, yeah. He signed a long deal to do it. Yeah, they backed yeah. up the truck. But now he seems even less likely to be involved in that. Mm. And that's a, that's a worry. Just just from the perspective of you have to recast it again. Yeah. And, I think, but I think but I'm it... with you. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Nolan was lucky. He, he produced some, some great films, but there's plenty to work with. They just haven't seemed to be able to come to any sort of, I don't know, find the right mix or something. They, they rushed like it. Yeah. They rushed Batman and Superman. Um, they took elements of Frank Miller's great stuff with Batman and just fucking shoehorned it in there. Basically, the suit. Everything yeah. else was just like, oh, well, fuck, fuck all the good stuff. We'll just take that, yeah. that giant suit. It really doesn't bode well for their, their <laughs> you know, the expanded universe stuff that DC is trying to pull off because this is this is akin to like fucking Robert Downey Jr. pulling out of Iron Man two. Yeah, it's, it's a kick it's a in the ball. Bad, bad. Song. <laughs> um, you haven't heard, heard my thoughts on the trailer yet. Do you actually what? want to fucking, do you want to hear it or not? What's that? <laughs> the Justice League trailer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't given you my half or down. We got side. Do you need to hear it? Yeah, give it to us. <laughs> it's a yes. It's a yes. I mean, <laughs> you're sitting next to a stack of Justice League yes, and Batman comics. Right. Look at all your toys. One thing, well, two things. The first one, the trailer had some jokes. So I'm happy that they've finally gone around. Obviously, there was that rumor that was kicking around that DC had put this, or Warner Brothers had put this thing out that there was no, there was to be no jokes in DC movies, which was a f- huge <laughs> mistake. A mistake. Yeah. And Downey Jr. single-handedly <laughs> sort of destroyed that notion. If they ever thought that was an idea, the second thing, although I was happy to see the jokes, the trailer shows us absolutely nothing. The trailer shows us a couple of action sequences. It shows us nothing else. And as such, I'm, I'm an absolute yes, but that was never a surprise. And I still have a lot of lot of sort of worries, worries about it. Um, only worry Cyborg was... looked like shit. Yeah. I don't know whether, what the special effects were doing there, but I just kind of saw Cyborg and thought, that doesn't look good. Um, My bigger worry was... Snyder is just in love with slow motion. Everything's yeah. in slow motion. Action yep. scenes in slow motion. It doesn't do anything for me. You look at something like John Wick. Mm. John Wick, the reason why Wick is so good is because everything's at speed. It looks yeah. really awesome. And shot really well. And shot really well. So it's not that chopped up crap. It's all at speed. And the actors, the actors <laughs> really, really, like the actors are actually there. Doing yeah. Kicking ass. Yeah. And it looks great. Mm. Why can that not be then placed in a superhero film? I don't yeah. understand. Like why Logan. Everything. Yeah. Logan, Logan did, it really, did well. it really well. Yeah. Why can we not have that in. Why has it got to be fast cuts and slow mo and all this bullshit that they go I on? I blame Michael yeah. Bay. Yeah. I don't, because that guy can craft <laughs> an action scene like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, yeah up until robots in it. Yeah, once Bad Boys sort of was past, he's forgotten how to do it. The Rock. But yeah, look, I'm, I'm thumbs up on Momoa. Um, people were very down on him, but I'm thumbs up on Momoa. I think he'll be good. Thumbs up on Gal, Gal Gadot. Yeah, um, yeah. She's, well, she's done the job already. She, she can Ezra Miller, I was really 50-50, but the trailer, he's sort of won me over. Um, 
The only thing is we know Henry Cavill's going to be there, surely. Hopefully he's not an angst-ridden twat, twat like he was in the other ones. I mean, you're Superman. What do you got to be so fucking... Yeah. I'm so sad I can't die and I can fly and bone everyone. Yeah. Uh, you so, yeah, you look, should be pretty bloody happy It's, it's an up for me, but I just feel like the trailer doesn't really show us anything. So. Yeah. I think it's Come Together was a good choice. Yeah, Come Together was a really good choice, but then Suicide Squad has some of the great music choices for trailers and, and turned still. out to be uh, not yeah. so great. Yeah. All right. Gents, strap yourself in. Grab a couple of rats. <laughs> <laughs> They're so beautiful. <laughs> Here's the trailer for 1989's Tango and Cash. I'll tell you one thing. Whoever set us up is really connected. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Relax. Soap. And don't flatter yourself. Meet Ray Tango. He likes money. Easy come, easy go. But doesn't bother with cash. Meet Gabe Cash. He won't dance around trouble and doesn't mind stepping on toes. I hate you karate guys. Two of L.A.'s top rival cops are having a great time staying in rhythm. You know me, huh? Yeah, I hear you're the second best cop in L.A. That's funny. I hear the same thing about you. But they're going to have to work together, even if it kills them. Like now! We'll take it. No, that's one of a kind. We won't put a scratch on it. Did you sleep with my sister? I was so drunk, I honestly, I don't remember, okay? Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. <laughs> Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash. Cash and Tango. Directed <laughs> by Andrei Kondolovsky, who did Officially. Runaway <laughs> who did Runaway Train, which is actually very, very good. Is that the Russian Alan Smithy? I think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. But it was also directed uncreditedly by Albert Magnoli, who directed Purple Rain. <laughs> yes. That might be the best thing that's ever happened. <laughs> I haven't seen Purple Rain, but I could suggest an action film, but it's not. <laughs> no. Produced by John Peters and Peter Gruber, who did Batman, the original um, Tim Burton one. And the screenplay was by Randy Feldman, who wrote the uh, Eddie Murphy Oscar winner Metro. Metro. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Was it Corey Feldman's brother? <laughs> Maybe. Jesus. It stars Sylvester Sloan as Ray Tango, Kurt Russell as Gabriel Cash, Terry Hatcher as Catherine Kiki Tango. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Hatcher. He's out of super And Jack Palance is... How do you say it? Eve's Perrette. Eve's Perrette. <laughs> Budget was 55 mil, but it, but it made some money. <laughs> 63 million in the US. Well, it was a moderate success. <laughs> <laughs> With Russell and Stallone. Not from a plot perspective. No. <laughs> Russell and Stallone, you're going to get bums on yeah. season. Yeah. Now, this is the trivia. Now, this is a bit, little bit longer. A total of four different people directed Tango and Cash. Okay? Equal portions. Konchalovsky, who was fired after about three months of filming by John Beaters. Stallone, after the movie went over budget and, and over schedule. 
Only by 20 million. And executive <laughs> producer Peter McDonald, who was also second unit director, then took over directing on the movie for some time. Uh, then we was the after he did his bit, Albert Magnoli was hired <laughs> to finish the movie. Uh, but even after he principal photography was finished, he caused two more weeks of further delays after he decided to reshoot some parts of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been funny if he got fired on the reshoot for a fifth round. <laughs> None of them, however, had any control over the editing. Instead, Warner Brothers hired expert editor Stuart Baird to re-edit the movie after they expressed strong dislike for the initial rough cut. Are you sure they didn't also um, express a strong dislike for the current cut? (laughs) (laughs) And here we go. Uh, In the end, the movie was finally approved for theatrical release by Warner Brothers and it ended up being shipped to theatres only a week after its original release date as wet prints, an industry term meaning the movie was just barely completed before it was released. <laughs> so four different blokes had a crack at this. It went into principal photography without a script. <laughs> Fact. You can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> at, at some point, it's like a... thing cuts together like butter. It's magic. It's like a dark, like, cop drama in parts, and then it's like a slapstick comedy with fart jokes in other bits. Just, <laughs> well, there's no continuity whatsoever. Anyway. Okay. Give idea. Gibbo. Thoughts. Dang on cash. <laughs> It's the right kind of wrong. <laughs> uh, this is the sort of movie I grew up loving because I was dumb and I was only a little kid. And nothing's changed. I don't like this at all. It was it was pretty bad. But I giggled a lot of times because of how bad it was. And that's fine. None of the one-liners hit for the right reasons. They just don't. None of them make sense. And the guys deliver them like straight as like, geez, I'm a tough guy. Listen to this line. <laughs> and you just look at it and go, that's, what, that's all you got? Like... Just not good. We've already touched on the just issues with the whole screenplay is just all over the place. None of the none of the none of the plot makes Man, sense. Uh, the villain is hilarious oh. and poor. Um, the whole movie's understanding of how electricity works not consistent. Oh. <laughs> uh, Oh, they also, I don't think they really understand how prisons work. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's basically just a bonfire for all the psychos. Um, you just let a lot stuff on fire in prison. As long um, as you've got a couple of big industrial fans that people can you know, sneak in and out of when they need to. Sly loves an industrial fan. <laughs> daylight, daylight. daylight. Yeah, daylight. Daylight, yeah. Um, it works much better in daylight. It makes actually sense. <laughs> this stuff does Does it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, this one, it's a terrible movie. What do you, what do you give it? <laughs> Five. One and a half. <laughs> Mate, I have gone. Kurt Russell's mullet gets at one. You. you guys go with one and a half. I've gone with two and a half. Oh, shit. He's giving it a fucking pass, Mark. Because I think it is it is the dumbest action film, I think, ever. Fuck In the off. 1980s, dumbest action film ever. Stone Cold's right there. No, but Stone Cold made more sense. <laughs> like Stone Cold made more sense. Than I, think, this. I think we could find one that's dumber than this. Yeah, but it's it's given it a fair fucking run. Jim now, Carter. Now the reason why the reason why I liked it is because I gave it two and a half is because it was pure comedy <laughs> throughout, <laughs> and some of the unintentional comedy was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, some of the actual. Banter between the two, Russell and Stallone, actually works all right. They do have a good chemistry. And they do have chemistry. And they both give 
nice performances to this sort of film. Yeah. Um, they both understand that it's... I thought I was going to be the high mark. I'm impressed. No, no, bloody uh, hell. I love it. Two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could watch this again. I was, yeah, yeah, I was ready to get shouted down. Yeah, no, awesome. I was smack bang in the middle. I had two. The movie is On the low sheer, side. I'm blown away. The movie is sheer lunacy <laughs> from start to finish. You said they... You said they had chemistry and the banter works. You're half right. The, the banter is awful, but the chemistry's there, so it's kind of watchable. It's like watching two guys that really actually do gel together trying to make the best of an absolute shit script. Um, Gibbo's right, though. It's, a, it's the right kind of wrong. It's, it's absolutely fucking batshit crazy the whole way through. Like, the villain is just off the wall. Sly does not land a one-liner, but some of them are, f- are absolutely hilarious because of that. Like, the, whoever wrote them, I think him, it, uh, just, <laughs> it rigs it like the well, army Sly. It. Just it's like a wheel of bloody, it's a wheel of directors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, the oblivious, who shot what? The obliviousness, like he was, he was obviously coming to that end of his like peak. Yeah. And the obliviousness to that fact <laughs> is fucking... Mind blowing. <laughs> Some of the lines that he, he drops down. And... The bloke has, has had not understood by 1989 that he was starting to slip. Yeah, this stuff um, was not going to cut it anymore. But the, Russell, the is... pre-credits intro, heads, heads his ten <laughs> years of nothingness after it. Yeah, um, Russell's great, and it, it is entertaining in in for what it is. But far out, I was excited. I remember, like you said this, and I hadn't watched it in ages. I was like, "Fuck, that movie's awesome!" And I watched it. I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> What was I thinking? <laughs> it's 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 off the wall. Because it's perfect for the little boy and everyone. I was in year eight. Yeah, exactly. It is at that time for the little boy and everyone. Not exactly the most discerning audience at that point yeah. in your life, and you think this is fantastic, and then you go back and well, let's the, get into the yeah. likes, people, because I had a few. <laughs> I had quite a let's few. Let's go, Adzy. Lead it off. The opening scene with Stallone standing in front of the truck. It's actually kind of badass, you know, the way it's done. I believe it's taken from a Jackie Chan film, a yeah, police, police story, story, I think. I was thinking Convoy Homage, very... but that's all right. <laughs> but He's driving actually, a convertible. It actually kind of works, and then he has a slide dig at Rambo, which He's pussy. is dumb as all shit, but I got a bit of a nah. He's wearing an Armani suit. Um, the, I couldn't tell whether it was actually the truck or Robert Zadar's chin. Oh, towards yeah. us. And Zadar's chin basically blocks out the sun, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just massive. Was he in the truck? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I didn't catch yeah, that yeah. bit. Yeah, okay. His chin was driving. That explains why the, <laughs> explains why the fuck it... So, can anyone explain to me why that when the truck's gradually slowing down and then comes to a halt and then the two guys dive through the windscreen like they hit something? Well, this, as I explained to Adam, the only explanation I've got for that is this is the most John Peters film of all time. Yeah. And he thought, what's better than one bloke flying out of the truck <laughs> um, for no reason? Two blokes flying out of the truck. Let's do In it. In slow-mo. In slow-mo, yeah. It's just not how impetus works, though. Yeah. Isaac Newton just rolled in his grave. Yeah, I know. He's just like, what is this? <laughs> I like, though, that those blokes would have been fucking shredded and torn apart by the road, but they kind of just get up and like... <laughs> no, wouldn't, though, because the truck had already come to a stop. No, but then throws out a, like, jewellery. <laughs> <laughs> you do the honours. <laughs> you actually, you actually um, jump straight past the first like of the movie, even though... The whole movie, I couldn't tell whether they were likes or dislikes, but this one came up as a like. When the when the movie starts and before the credits even kind of start hitting, you hear Sly go, "Let's do it." <laughs> <laughs> then it drops a sort of Harold Faltermeyer beat. You're like, there he goes. 
Bing! <laughs> <laughs> it's like some kind of porno. And it starts the. Uh, There's a lot of porno music yeah, in this movie. Yeah. I've got to take the. I got to. I got to credit the Dissolve for their description of the soundtrack. They described it as, um, uh, what was it? Uh, like synthesizers and saxophones fucking on the tanning bed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Harold Faltermeyer's Falter cut rate Axel F impression yeah. that he produces in this. Kurt Russell's mullet. Glorious. Basically, enough said. Glorious. I don't think we need to go into this any further. We covered his mullet at length. In it was the a real contender. Episode. It's the rock episode. Anybody who wants to go back and check out the mullet what Olympics. we thought about yeah. Kurt Russell's mullet. But his mullet is just, it's glorious. It's, it's no Mel Gibson, but it's right up there. Magnificent. Mm. <laughs> what about the, uh, what about the cap- captain's, um, when the captain rolls up and he's got the most textbook standard issue policeman moustache in movie <laughs> history. And Lego man haircut. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was given out to him at recruit training. Well, like, he just walked Use into... your gun, your badge and your moustache. He just walked into the audition and they're like, police captain. <laughs> Get That's him out you. Here. As I said before, some of the banter does actually work because of the chemistry. Yeah. The yeah. fact is... Not because of the writing. Most of it's <laughs> shit. But because Russell and Stallone are seasoned pros, and this is reasonably well done, it falls nicely into their sort of personas. Russell is basically just Jack Burton out of Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, 100%. In this. But it works kind of well between the two of them, and they play off each other reasonably well. Mm. Jack Palance, though. Is he's he not a fucking shocker? <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, man. He's reminding me of Curly from Cities League. He's just going over the top and <laughs> oh. crapping on. How does he do it, Jared? Eccentric. Tango oh, yeah, and Cash and how they're... Tango and Cash. <laughs> cash and Tango. <laughs> hey, Tango. Taking my drugs. Taking my guns. Get the hell. Tango, Tango, here gets my... And he's got rats in boxes for some reason. He's also got a large wall of monitors going on, like TV. Yeah, screens. before you could have the, the you know the big screen, you had to get fifty TVs and <laughs> stack them together. <laughs> oh, actually, he's a like for me because he's just oh, it is the most ludicrous villain ever produced. It is. Look, he's straddling for mine. There's some things in there that are just because firmly well, in the dislike, but the I did laugh. And I, I, I listen to We Hate Movies. Podcast and they covered this and they asked the same question. His tanker full of cocaine is pulled over out in the desert, mind mm. you. Why is he driving past? Why that? is he following? <laughs> and not only that, but he's following with the window down, within earshot of a, a large group of policemen. Damn, going, police have got us again! <laughs> and then he starts. That's where he starts with the rectangle. And I'm like, <laughs> shut your window at least. <laughs> yeah, but why is he following it? I don't know. Escort. Why is he doing it? They've got all the honchos in a limo following the tanker. So your whole operation's shot. <laughs> <laughs> they have a they skip you out there. Eggs and baskets, guys. Eggs and baskets. Keep them separate. <laughs> but I, I, just, I just could not start laughing at the bloke. Every no, I couldn't stop. I love his through. voice, though. His yeah. voice is top shelf. He goes down in the lower registers. <laughs> yeah. Then he suddenly will come up with, Don't think! Fire up There you go, think it again. I couldn't... I just burst into hysterics when, like, I understand, like, holding onto the rats, but then he started sniffing them. Yeah, <laughs> he and trying of, to make love. He says some line, and then he's... Uh, 
<laughs> what the fuck is he sniffing the rats for? And tell them they're beautiful. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No one has ever said that to a rat before. Um, and the fact that he had an elaborate rat maze constructed to uh, to illustrate the genius of his plan that actually illustrates that he's it got no fucking desk, plan. Yeah, under his glass desk. <laughs> that's bloody impressive um, workmanship. Craftsmanship. Yeah. That was actually a pretty cool setup. Yeah. Jesus. What about um? Uh, I had Cash's Cash's opening scene as a like. He's well, he turns up home with everyone chasing him. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a crew of kids and chasing there's, him. And there's that wakey music going, bing, 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 yeah. as he drives yeah, I was wondering if it was kiddie porn. I don't know. What was yeah. going on? <laughs> but he gets into his, he gets into his and apartment. Remember, remember our, um, our action movie, um, a handbook? Yeah. He is classic handbook. Classic cop rules. He ticks about five. He comes in boxes. eating and yeah, eating a bloody burrito. And, yeah. But yeah, he gets he gets in there after he's had his <clears> you know his fan club sort of chased him into his garage. <laughs> then he, As they do within about five minutes driving a two hundred thousand dollar Corvette. Yeah. No worries for a cop. Yeah. Yeah, he about, can't string fucking two pennies together to get a meal. <laughs> within about five minutes, he's been attacked by a mystery henchman. He's pulled out that big fucking <laughs> that judgment he's got. <laughs> massive so with a giant laser sight on top of it. Both of them have jumped out the window. He saves a person from getting hit by a car. Instigates a fucking demolition derby in a car park, which for some inexplicable reason contains. A shot of two people rooting in the back of a car. <laughs> Boob shot. Boob shot, exactly. Keeping Gibbo happy. <laughs> Thank you, John Peters. Um, yeah. This is nine minutes into the film. <laughs> But then we've also got that bloke that Russian seems to be wearing man. a Mikhail Gorbachev t-shirt or something and then starts abusing him. That's how you know he's from Russia. I was like, in three minutes, I'm just like, we're on another planet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was going on? Oh, God. But it was, it was an entertaining three minutes. I'll give you that much. <laughs> and, and that, actually, that actually put me in mind of, in, of uh, Bruce Willis's yeah, character in, in The Last Die yeah. Hard. Acting like an absolute yeah. freak. In Russia. <laughs> yeah, welcome to America. I can't but, understand what you say. But like, this was on the other side of the At fence. least he was in his own <laughs> country. country. Still the same ignorance and, and intolerance, though. Yeah. The whole thing about that, though, is Russell doesn't mind a little bit of police brutality also. No, he no, he loves it. To, Not at all. Back into a locker room slash toilet slash... Office. office. <laughs> There's an office desk next to the urinal. It's called a toffus. It's a fish. <laughs> like, I understand the urinal in the change rooms. That but... was obviously reshoots. <laughs> we need to have an office seat. Look, all we've got is a toilet. That'll do. Get it in there. Throw a desk in. Because, yeah, the, the urinal's next to the locker that kind of makes sense there could be a shower there you know just sort of a multi-purpose yeah. room inexplicable de- like <laughs> desk <laughs> with papers on it like a folder and some, and a chair <laughs> and then he just assumes that this Asian's lying about not being able to speak English so sits on his chest <laughs> until he speaks English oh, yeah, well, he showed him though <laughs> well don't you just beat a confession out of people yeah, what's the classic did you guys recognise the henchman no, from Lethal Weapon He's the one, I'm a waiter. He's oh. like, what's today's special? <laughs> special fried rice. And then he's like, goes like, that's the same dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> I recognise him. I'm like, is that the guy? Sure enough. I thought he was going to say it might have been Endo without a mustache. Oh, I wish it was Endo. <laughs> All-time greatest he Asian tag, He would have whooped. Yeah, he would have tagged. No, he would have tagged. Cash, kicked the shit out of him, yeah. <laughs> Um, they get framed or whatever you want to call it because I still can't understand So you're excited about the shower. So. <laughs> I don't understand how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, do get a couple of laughs out of the court courtroom. Yeah. Yeah, where they're looking at that guy and he goes, 
I'll bring the chainsaw. I'll bring the beer. <laughs> Stallone. And then there's the whole... He said some eloquent words, but I'd like to uh, add this whole thing. Fucking suck. <laughs> Great delivery by Russell. The cops are just saying, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, the news, and the newspaper. Yeah. What did, I think the, was it the We Hate Movies guys that called it the Daily Exposition? <laughs> <laughs> he just crammed, like, just crammed all this information into about four newspaper headlines. Yeah. The other thing about the newspaper, which I wasn't quite 100% sure on, there's a photo, it comes up, <laughs> and it's got Stallone in his suit. Then it's got a picture of Russell. He seems to have no shirt on, and he's going, Because he plays by his own rules. It's part of the, Where did they get that from? Yeah, well, they get that from the private cash Cops who play by their own rules sometimes <laughs> do, you know, modelling shirts. <laughs> Yeah, That's he, it's, the road, it's the road cop handbook, mate. We've Look, talked about this. Bottom line is, Cash would have done some modelling just on the hair alone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Said, hey. He was Vidal Sassoon's spokesperson. <laughs> spokesperson in this. That was some good body under that hair. Oh, it's a, it's an all time. I couldn't. I said to Adam, I couldn't decide whether it was a mullet or a bouffant. <laughs> I must admit too. I also get a laugh out of the shower scene where Russell decides to give us a Stallone impersonation. Yeah, he does a good job. You don't know shit. You don't know shit. Yeah. Definite like nails it. Absolutely nails yeah, that, it. And the thing you is, can see the look on Sly's face. He was kind of. You can see he's like, that's not even too good. Got me. Yeah, he's like, that guy's better than I am. <laughs> cut me deep, Shrek. Um, that shower scene though, actually less uncomfortable than the Sharon Stone Sylvester Stallone one from the specialist. Oh, <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen more of Stallone's ass than I've seen of my own ass. I'm like, honestly, oh, I'd hope so. I don't. Yeah, I'm getting sick of seeing Stallone's ass. He loves getting his buns out. Uh, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, it's like every he's he managed to sneak it into the Rocky series. There was no need for that. Yeah, uh, we could have probably done without this one. The, the Sharon Stone one, okay. So you. But that was the least sexual sex scene with like two quasi good looking people, I guess. Like he was in good shape. She's a pretty, like she's a smoke show. Yeah. That sex scene was like, I was like a teenager and I got nothing. I'm like, this is just (laughs) creepy and not right. I just want to not watch this anymore. I'd rather watch him and Russell in the shower again. I'll say it. Pick up the soap, Kurt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing there? Hey, Pee Wee. Oh, yeah, Pee Wee tripod. Classic stuff. <laughs> How do you go from calling Champagne someone... comedy, fellas. How do you go from Could calling someone Pee Wee to tripod, though? That makes no sense. Yeah, it's Could like it's like, um, fucking, it's like comedy night at the Apollo in the shower. <laughs> yeah, you reckon I was sitting around the showers and then they call Cut and everyone's like, oh, oh, oh magic. Well done, boys. Hey, God, good top shelf. Yeah. And, and the, yeah, there's got surely somebody was sitting around going. Peters is sitting there nudging somebody, saying that was great, wasn't it? Yeah. It was real funny oh, when they right, said no, John. <laughs> he's got him in a headlock and started punching him. <laughs> the other thing I love, I absolutely laugh my ass off, is when they get into prison, which looks like hell. It looks like something out of Mad Max. Yeah, mm. it's, it's the Fire start of Dante's everywhere. Inferno. But one of the Prisoners, a big African American calls out cash. I'm going to insert brown, <laughs> brown sugar. sugar. In <laughs> I'm going to fill you with brown sugar. Dear, dear. <laughs> Nothing like jokes about prison rape. <laughs> Best kind of jokes. And of course, Stallone and Russell laughing off with a bit of banter. Yeah, of course. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm taking steps to oh, oh, myself. Oh, my favourite was Robert Zadar. How did he... What did he say? <laughs> Bring him to me. Bring him to me. <laughs> he looked like the ultimate warrior. And he's shaking his <laughs> arms and carrying on. 
<laughs> but of course I do walk them past it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that guy looks like he wants to get near them. <laughs> we better take the guy. It's part of the uh, induction course. We <laughs> take you past every crazy lunatic. Bring course. you with your arms reach. Yeah, we've got oh, Zidane, the, the, Mr. Joe, we've got brown sugar. <laughs> <laughs> laugh with Cash's cellmate farts in his face. <laughs> <laughs> when he punches him in the guts and he's asleep. I'm not going to lie. Um, that I'm was the best laugh I got lying. out of the time. <laughs> I just giggled. You, like know, you know my love for a well-placed fart gag. <laughs> it's perfectly placed too because there's a pause. Pretty <laughs> pause. Then... <laughs> <laughs> just snaps one off. Not one of those, not one of those fake Russell sounding ones. Sort of goes, oh. It's not one of those fake sounding ones either. It's a real sort of muffled. <laughs> yeah, I read a body to it. Definitely dropped in his face. <laughs> Definite meatloaf. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> okay, let's get serious. The actual prison break, as ridiculous as it is, it is actually a reasonably good set piece. It <laughs> good sequence. Well, and it, the action stuff is well directed, and it it it's nicely paced. Except for the grapple hook around the leg sequence. I'm not sure what goes on there. Yeah. Not so. Wouldn't that have sort of perhaps maimed you enough so you could not run across yeah, it. Yeah, there's an Achilles or something. Yeah, <laughs> but the hook didn't go into his leg. It just conveniently went around his leg with the chain and then the, the hook of the grapple hooked hook over the, the chain. Yeah. What about the um, master? Does Stallone have Achilles tendons? <laughs> like, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's the, he's, um, the, the he other muscles kind of overlap them. They just grew over the top. His calves are just part of his heels now. Yeah. <laughs> Sucked out, I think. Right. So you get two point nine percent body. Yeah, you need to get down below Jeez. that magical three. What about? Uh, are you including in that scene? Are you including the sort of masterclass acting where Zadar gets hold of both the electrical wires and then has to jiggle? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I it was a step off Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> it's one of the many situations in the movie where electricity causes problems for me. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't. What was the whole? And I love the way they try and walk it off with. Um, okay, so if. I jump across to the the electric wire that's there. Oh, look! If you're not touching the ground and the, you're not going to get electrocuted. And it's like, okay, so that's that's basically the the the, the as much knowledge you have that electricity. Not, yeah. Oh. If electricity yet, can travel through your body, you're fucked. Yeah. So yes. when they're touching it with two hands, Gonski. Yeah. Yeah. You basically because that's pretty much yeah, what Zadar just sausage. did, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he was touching two. Oh yeah. Either side. True. No, but hang on, hang on. He's not taking our cash. That's so, yeah, and his oh, sorry, was sparking, so you knew they were dangerous. And Stallone's made of leather anyway, so oh. he's not, <laughs> he doesn't collect, conduct electricity. Well, anymore. if you look closely, um, Russell went down by his mullet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was basically like Dumbo. He just went down. His mullet was just levitating him. Stallone's made of leather, and um, Kurt Russell has a protective coat of hairspray on every part of his body. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't worry, I've been. I've been spraying all morning. Time. <laughs> no, what I love too is, hey, hey, Tango, don't touch those wires. And we'd get a shot of right up close. Yeah, those <laughs> are sparking. That must be bad. Thanks for telling us that. It actually had a little bit of like an old school like video game feel to it. Yeah. That whole sequence because yeah, it's like, that's right. you know, here's this is a challenge bit, and then there's the big yeah, boss yeah. and all yeah. sort of stuff. It and did. it was just everything was laid out for you. It was just like so obvious that this is the threat and this is the bit you got to you got to climb up there. It was a legitimately well directed set piece. Yeah. It actually works. 
If you say so. It was fine. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not sure who's to, um, who, who I should give a pat on the back to. Kocholovsky, Stallone, <laughs> Matty Goley, or um, who else? Peter McDonald, anyone? Did anyone shoot some blood on who? Just <laughs> give Patrick Swayze a pat on the back for bailing out <laughs> early. Swayze, Swayze read the script and went, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm out. Roadhouse for me. Yeah. Okay. The Cleopatra Club. Quite possibly the greatest nightclub in the 1980s. I want to know where it is. Wig machines, shit falling from the roof like confetti and stuff. People on stage playing the drums. Imagine the cleanup. Um, what was her act? <laughs> she danced and she's moderately attractive. Yeah, At the start, yeah. I thought it was going to be a strip thing, but then it was it turned into some sort of, I don't know, some <laughs> contemporary dance. Like It looked like she was part of Prince and the Revolution. She's part, she's part of the co- percussion. Cause, yeah, because she got the drums out. That's yeah. right. And Give me my drumsticks. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, basically, it just had everything, though. It had rubbish 80s pop. The wind machines were in full force. I mean, quite frankly, you could have blown off most people in the club. That's what those clubs off. Yeah. And, and that's it. I thought she was a stripper. Yeah. We all hoped. It's just when, yeah, when she comes out on stage, it's kind of like that. There's rampant boobs through the whole movie, except for Terry Hatcher. Yeah, when he goes into the back back room. Boobs. John Peters all, again, all, on set. <laughs> good I think he might have been doing some directing as well. Right. Yeah, yeah. The finale, the big finale in the the big, yeah, well, I don't know, it's an airfield? What is the it? The compound? I, I, I thought it was like a, like a building site, like compound sort of setup, yeah. It's got everything you could want. It's the game. Like action scenes. Talk about video games. That was Twisted Metal. That yeah. was... Everything's blown up. You've got cameos from monster trucks and you've all got, sorts of weird things. You've got mirrors. Yeah, mirrors like, um, game, is it Game of Death or which one's the game one? Of the, uh, um, Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon. You've got a massive shootout, you've got punch-ups, you've got car chases, you've got everything. Um, did Should one of the four directors have subscribed to the less is more theory at certain points? Mate, less well, is you're never more, at Jared. Bunches, if you're looking at the dailies of what was previously shot, you cannot go less. I'll you tell have you to said go that. more. I thought you said for a second, if you're looking at the Russians, and I thought you were talking <laughs> Gorbachev t-shirt again. What's he got to do Once with again, it? if you're looking back at what was previously shot and you're Albert Mangoli and you're coming in to film this bit, which is a bit I believe he had his most involvement in, you, you have to go over the top, mate. The whole thing is just ridiculous. Yeah, you can't, I suppose that's over you can't pull back now. We did gloss over the small part with the uh, <clears throat> the police R&D department. Yeah, that's with your dislike. <laughs> the robot dogs. No, no, I'm just... Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I, did, I missed that it was the police. It's supposed to, is this like the fucking like James Bond's like special like and he's yeah, just got access to it I when he's thought, a wanted criminal he just walks in there to get some guns and well, I thought yeah I just assumed Cash had hooked up with his bloke who was essentially his own cue but you know how no, you know that guy's police. an inventor because he's got a big monocle over yeah, yeah that's right exactly he was definitely police and um, unlike you how does a wanted fugitive he also goes to the, uh, the the 80s um, Cleopatra Club with nobody <laughs> knowing who he is. I mean, but that place had a sign yeah. out the front, LAPD, like, Research and Development or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I missed Does that. the police have that? I'm pretty sure they fucking don't. I missed that it was a police thing, but I'm, you know, I'm just like, yeah, this is... Where did that come from? That mm. And if it is the police, well, how the hell did he get in there? You know, yeah, but not robot and... dogs with guns in their mouth that explode yeah, and, yeah. and cars with machine guns in the side of them. and Well, like, 
I mean, Tango and Cash ended up with their own fucking Batmobile for some I know, reason. Like, yeah, what? <laughs> Again, where do we get, I'll get to that? Peter's got the wires crossed. Off. We're lucky we didn't end up with the giant spider. Yeah, in this yeah, one, yeah. So. We are bloody lucky. Wild Wild West. Yeah, he got it in there eventually. That was a Peter's oh, movie. Uh, because everything else in between, I'm not skipping over things, everything else in between is in the dislikes or it's a question that I need answered by you guys. Fair, fair. My last bit is it just, the movie ends with a absolute golden slice of knob rock. Yeah, it does. It's, it's magic. Does. I actually wanted to induct it. I wanted to put it on the Thrill Me podcast soundtrack. Yeah, it's called Best of What I Got by Bad English. Yeah. And it includes uh, such thinly disguised sexual lyrics like, I put my key in your door and it feels <laughs> so good. Fair enough. That is that. That is certainly is bad English. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they gave Alice Cooper a run, too, so they weren't really setting the bar Oh, high, man, right? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Oh, Probably shit. my favourite part of the movie, also because the credits were rolling at that time. <laughs> yeah, it was all exactly. over. Sort of and it over. started with the high five. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> started with the high five, the freeze frame. Just and then, then cuts to a newspaper. Headline. Exactly. The daily Daily exposition is back. coming back into place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other likes around the table here? I can honestly say my likes and dislikes just sort of mulled on one as I went along. So I've probably got a couple of things in the dislikes that I'll end up laughing at and <laughs> liking by the end of it. One of my favourite things about the whole movie is the worst thing about it. So, Jack Palance, again? No, the British henchman. Oh, right. He's not British. <laughs> oh. Well, get, getting straight into him, Brian right, right. Chase. Well, okay, oh, my, my dislikes are very much a lot of questions, okay? Okay. Right? First one is, why is Tango lecturing his Catherine, who, when we first meet them, I think it's his missus, and then... After about, you finally realise his sister, yep. who's um, in her 20s. That reeked of rewrites he... too, by the way. They generally had like a wear a couple vibe Why at the start. is he lecturing her about going overseas? What is his actual problem behind it all? I don't know. He, he Protective older brother. Oh, piss off. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's just, you're right. It's, the man's a conundrum, though. The man's He's a like us. He thinks she's going to be a stripper, and he disapproves. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. That's all it comes down to. He's just a complicated character because he makes a lot of money, but he just works in the LAPD for the love of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 what is it? How do you make money? Action. Is it just on shares? Yeah, yeah good old-fashioned action. That's why I keep doing this job. Yeah. Like, What? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's okay. the Batman of the LAPD. <laughs> so, so basically, you think it's okay to run around, shoot people, put yourself in harm's way, and your fellow officers because of good old American action. That's, that's the exactly kind. That's right. Peter's line. It's Action it Jackson. Is. Not as good as Action Jackson. Come on. <laughs> why? What? What? Did anyone notice that Cash does come with a, a sort of a um a theme theme music? I Every didn't. time we see Cash, see Cash when he's on his own, we get Harold Faltermeyer in full, in full bloom. A lot of synth. Yeah, lots of synth. Hmm. Very, very ugly synth. Not so. that there's anything wrong with that. Oh no, <laughs> magic. Oh, it's, it's it's classic. It's classic. It's age. just like Harold was noodling on the synthesizer um, after taking a few lines of coke for all the money he made from yeah. Axel F. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I spent all my money on coke. Here's what I've got. <laughs> what, I, what I'm trying to get my head around is, okay, we're going to show you some of these scenes and we want you to put a theme to it. Cash is driving along with his fan club behind him. <laughs> we just press a few buttons on the keyboard. Sounds great. Lock it in. We'll go with that. That's where we're at the movie. Oh, no, that was, just a, that was just a test run. Lock it in. Lock it in. That's it. That's what we want. Yep. 
What's the other question, mate? Hit us with some more. Why they get a major drug shipment tip, both of them. Cash gets it from an informant, I think. And from from the um, Asian guy that he were the tips it out of? plants though. That's what I want. Yeah, they were. They that's were. What I got. Okay, yep. But don't you bring SWAT or a no? Group they of play by their own rules. You don't get it. Somebody else. You don't get it. To a major shipment. No, you just go and check it out. You sniff around. If you need backup, the ponytail, the red haired guy with the ponytail, walking along with a briefcase. Yeah, if you if you need backup, you call for it after you've shot all the people that are on on the scene. Basically, if you need backup, if you're Tango, you need backup. You call Gash. That setup was pretty elaborate too. I mean, they've edited the audio, but how? Palance's genius scheme, how did they manage to get him saying the things that they needed him to say? They were from, uh, like, news grabs from previous interviews and shit. But wouldn't they have, you know, different sound no, levels? because and, they had the expert know, sort of... Right. That was state-of-the-art equipment, Adam. I actually it thought... Was it was a couple of tape records. I thought they'd recorded it parts like of it. like Dr. Evil's office. <laughs> <laughs> because part of it was showing whilst they were talking at the crime scene... Some bloke piss farting around with recording <laughs> equipment. Mm. So presumably they got some of it there and yeah, then quickly did, edited did, it they, together. They it. Yeah. Like, ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not saying it's ridiculous. This is Palace's fault again. <laughs> Eve's um, Perrette is the worst villain in the cinema history. <laughs> Just the whole set up the, although elaborate, it's kind of a bit confusing. <laughs> I kind of understood that they were being set up to go to jail and all that kind of stuff. But like you said, here they are doctoring tapes on the fly. <laughs> While they're currently in there talking, they're also seemingly getting these two guys to follow this trap, right? And then they must have tipped off the FBI or whatever because they come busting in later. And again, this is possibly because of the number of directors and the number of reshoots. It probably some of it might have got edited out. That mm. doesn't. It would have given it at least a little bit more sense. The whole movie was re-edited before it was released. Yeah, like, yeah. completely redone. And so basically, they they cut it together using whatever footage they had. Yep. <laughs> That's what happened. It sounds, like, it sounds suspiciously similar to how how they set up Tango and Cash. <laughs> That's where they got the idea for the. I'm surprised we haven't got like different blokes in different clothing, one shot, then changed yeah. to different. Yeah, like we did have that hair problems. And- I talked to you about this earlier. There is a, a stunt sequence where Kurt Russell's running, clearly in a tank top, white sleeveless, goes to jump from one building to another. Full white T-shirt. Yeah. Next scene, white <laughs> tank top, to tank sleeveless, top and it's Good. not even close to like being hidden. It's no. Nah. It's not a flash scene. It's a like three or four second grab. Whoever directed the fight in the prison in the in the gulag, <laughs> oh, the, where all the boilers are, yeah. inexplicably, yeah. Um, they should have been fired because <laughs> the first punch, you know, when they talk to each other, you know, now, bad day, now the first punch from both of them clearly misses faces by a good foot. <laughs> not as clearly as Sly's second kick. The second kick, yeah. they go straight from that to cl- to Sly doing the. The, the fucking 
Danny LaRusso crane kick, mm. and he misses the bloke by two feet. <laughs> oh, mate, oh, mate, they got kicked, though, took his acting classes oh. from Blake Griffin. Oh, Look, he flies. He, yeah, he, he flopped pretty darn he well. He saw JJ Barea and just dove <laughs> backwards. Yeah, what, that, I'm, yeah, sure, I'm, I'm sure about two seconds after he did that, he rolled over and said, we better do that again. <laughs> Nobody listened <laughs> to nope, him. Got it. Same <laughs> as that audio grab from before. We're nailing it first go, guys. <laughs> but they, hit, they both hit Robert Zadar in the jaw. Isn't that, mate? That's that's breaking your fist. Yeah, you are not knocking that guy. It's out. like hitting me in the forehead. You just don't do it, <laughs> mate. This thing is not doing any damage to Zadar. You could pound on that jaw for days. But they already yeah. did touch on that because they said that he broke his jaw previously. Yeah, true. So it is doable. I mean, nuance. That was what I expected from this movie. They're bringing a little touch of nuance. Yeah, the subtlety. They're planting the seed early. That yeah, that's what it should have been called. Instead of Tango and Cash, the movie should have been called Nuance and Subtlety because that's what it's all about. <laughs> um, now, I'm going to ask you a question here. How do, you get, how do you get a plea bargain? For murder. <laughs> they months in the country club. Yeah, look, they got murder and extortion and... Um, Corruption. It seemed that's to, what the whole thing was. It seemed to all and sundry once that tape came out, open and shut case. <laughs> <laughs> Except the police officer. We've got you. <laughs> you know what we should do? Instead of going for conviction, let's play these guys down. <laughs> let's take it easy on them. They've given the police force a good name. And there was no need for that because if they'd have been given a life sentence, they would have been in maximum security. Look, if Palance... There's no need for that shit. If Palance couldn't have got his shipment through while the whole police force was sitting in the courtroom <laughs> chair and Tango and Cash on, he shouldn't, have, he shouldn't have bothered with it. As I said before, his whole plan was, we, need, we cannot kill Tango and Cash for reasons I cannot understand. <laughs> But he didn't want to martyr them. He didn't want to martyr them. Look, shoot the two. The cops are already all right. He says, the cops will be all over us if we kill them. The cops are already all over you. Tango and Cash are all over you. Yeah. Kill them. You know what? Second tier coppers are coming yeah, in. The thing is, second, they're fifth tier. Yeah. No one else on here can even point a gun <laughs> at the right guys, The guys that couldn't find the drugs on the truck are coming after you. So they're not coming after you. Because <laughs> not like petrol. Can't be any drugs in here. <laughs> Tango and Cash seem to be the only two people that are after you. So, and then as soon as he gets challenged on that, they're like, "Come on, let's kill him quick and easy." Don't think. <laughs> starts abusing people and telling hey, them they're idiots. Hey, <laughs> they essentially say, "Explain your plan." He sniffs a couple of rats, puts them in a trap, and, and they're starts- like, "Brilliant!" <laughs> Everyone's convinced. He actually has a lot of Donald Trump vibes. Yeah, he gives these He just goes, "Can you explain the plan to us?" <laughs> These rats are beautiful. That's it. Yeah, Respect you, my authority. Explain, explain the plan. Um, here, smell a rat. Yeah, that would explain it. To you. <laughs> yeah, the others are going. He, I smell a rat. <laughs> he puts them in the maze, and he's gibbering the whole time. And the other two, uh, <laughs> they're on board after that. If I'm the third henchman, I'm saying, um, uh, I'm putting my hand up, saying, um, Eves, I just got a couple of questions. <laughs> I'm still not across Could the plan. Could you put that in writing so I can get my head around? I'm still not, I'm still not quite across the plan. I'm still, I understand that Tango and Cash are the rats and the maze is kind of the prison in the court case. But what's that doing for us? Like, why? why? They've got 18 months in the country club. Why are we moving into maximum security? God, we're there. We knew this was going to happen. None of us could breathe. <laughs> what a great Can anybody movie. answer why we've moved them back to the security and forced <laughs> them to break out? Because now you know that, that Eve's 
whatever his name is. What's his last he's name? Perrette. Perrette. <laughs> we know, now we know he's connected and he's pulling strings behind the scenes. We need to know well, he's getting corruption. into the prison with him. <laughs> <laughs> I just like it. Later on, he appears out of the smoke. He's in the bloody in a town coat. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Prisoner in the place is downstairs. <laughs> but then every when the when, <laughs> when, when the fight's cleared up and the non-corrupt section of the guards like sort of roll in, they just quickly step backwards into the smoke <laughs> and they're gone. Like, <laughs> they're like the foot clan from they the Turtles. <laughs> they just vanish into the smoke. Because it's him and Cockney Brian James. <laughs> and they just disappear. I just wanted oh, to point out awesome. another sequence too that it happens a little bit later on, but it's classic talents and those two henchmen. Mm. He's got his wall of TVs on, and the two <laughs> henchmen are on the screen, and Palance is talking to him, and there's obviously so yeah, it's being filmed by whoever, and they start zooming in, zooming in, and Palance goes, "Don't bloody think," and it gets zoomed back in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he shit himself. Oh bloody hell! Like Jack, Jack Palance is terrifying. Oh man. Again, I would, have been, I would have been turning the camera back on. Jack, I've still got a couple of questions here, mate. You haven't addressed them since the last meeting. Can we go back to the rats? Send me an email. You got points. They're still in the minutes from the rat meeting. So can we just sort of clear that up? I didn't up? get the memo. Yeah, look, uh, the minutes just say there's a plan. doesn't really elaborate. Can somebody please elaborate? I'm sinking millions into this, mate. I need something. Like, just give me something. Now, this is... You, you brought up a good point. Why is Brian James a cockney? <laughs> anybody? Know. It was his idea. Yeah, Stallone loved it. That's <laughs> what it was. He's like, look, these two guys are Americans. I don't want to just be another hitman from the middle of America. I'm so, going to put on a Cockney accent. So by Terribly. 1989, Sly obviously hadn't opened Planet Hollywood anywhere in England. Then, so <laughs> didn't have to talk yeah. to anyone that was English before yeah, that. Yeah, point. we went to the UK. He's like, they don't sound like brothers. <laughs> These guys all sound like baddies. <laughs> I need a baddie in my next movie. Uh, yeah, what the? <laughs> Stallone, I think that told me that Stallone was clutching at straws in 89. <laughs> you calm your little... Voice over there, mate. That's not good enough. Oh, he was clutching. End of his tether. Oh, okay. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, we said before, Cash is a wanted fugitive, yet he seems to walk into any police based area, as long as it's not a station. R&D. That stuff walk- would have had some pretty high clearance on it too, I'd imagine. You'd think. Surely there'd be a. <laughs> That's other pretty other secret. Stuff. You'd, you'd have to take a card out. <laughs> Would that have been a thing in 89? I would have thought so. Well, they had robotic dogs. I'm sure they had swipe cards. Yeah, sure. Surely they must have had it. Must have had it. Kurt Russell in drag. Career highlight. Why did did people speak to Kurt and say, we need you to go in drag? I don't know, but he sold it for me, though. (laughs) I would would have definitely, like, you know, if I was in the streets of Thailand, I'd be all over it. <laughs> the five o'clock shadow really sold it for me. <laughs> Would anyone be fooled that, that was a woman? I love that dopey copper who starts going, oh, yeah, hey, Red. Hey, Red, you yeah. Oh, ducks on bikes, hey? Yeah. Of course, as soon as we get, as soon as we get rustling drag, we have to have a sex pest. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That sex pest is going to be after Perrette once he kills the two. Take out cash. So that's what you're going to be dealing with. Exactly. Case closed, you were going to run this town. Exactly. Right, Fred? Okay, no, but Kurt, Kurt Russell in drag, absolutely horrible. No, seriously. <laughs> it wasn't, It's yeah. not a good move. 
No. And I don't know why he got talked into it. It Delon seemed like... would have been involved, Mangoli. Well, it seemed like, again... Um, said, mate, it seemed to... like, again, that it was based around the scene of getting into the dressing room so we could have some... boobs and boobs. Yeah. And then, oh, this is a great idea. That's how we get out. Would have been a great idea if he didn't look like a man in a dress. I don't he know. <laughs> but he just dresses in the leather kit. Like, that's what they're going for, obviously. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, what size are you? Yeah. But no one's checking under the skirt, let's be honest. No, let's yeah, do that the shit. crocodile Dundee hey. style thing, you know, walk up. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. I don't know how that goes in the police force these days, though. Probably frowned upon. Now, why is Catherine making sexual noises during sleeping a disc in? Yeah, sleeping a disc in. Sleeping. I expect Russell to be going, oh, you know, <laughs> get that back in. But I don't expect you. It's almost in. <laughs> what she was saying was kind of explicable. The, the noises were not. Yeah, no, and it was yeah. supposed to be so um, Cash Tango could walk in and go. Oh, God, she's sleeping with. Someone. Look, there was a little bit too much rising action on the on the words. Yeah, as you both said, saying yeah, yeah. It's, and the it's fact going that he thought that was his sister boning. When we thought at that point it was his missus. Once we find out it was his sister, he watched her for quite a long time. Yeah, inappropriate. Yeah. yeah, sly inappropriate. Yeah. yeah, again. Who who would have wrote that part of the film? Questions Slide. abound. Slide. Slide. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was only what? Uh, it was only ten years after Rocky, so he was still yeah, he was still he was still learning about. He was the, still you know, on high for being an Oscar when he yeah, well, he, he was still he was still learning about the ins and outs of how not to harass women and yeah. things like that. So. I'm going to kiss you now, <laughs> <laughs> whether you like it or not. <laughs> now, um, why is there a James Bond style techno four wheel drive? Batmobile. John Peters had seen the Batmobile in production and thought, I need this for Russell and Stallone. It was halfway between the Batmobile and uh, Mr. T's van from the A-Town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was, was really like, out of place because it's only there, obviously, for that last sequence to get him into the... Yeah, it seemed James Bondish again. So yeah. you've got your little Q character. Oh, Bond's got all these gadgets. This is your, this is your action movie beefed up... Stallone gadget. Stallone-ified gadget. <laughs> yeah. It's a quote-unquote big gun. Yeah, That's what it is. exactly. Yeah. With a little bit of hairspray for, <laughs> for Russell. Now, what I do also like is during that big car chase outside, we cut back to Jack Palance and all he's doing is going, come on! Yeah, he's come watching on! the scene. <laughs> <laughs> just just um, raising his fist and things like that. I'm thinking, it's not really helping you, Jack. There's a couple that he likes to do the, bre- the breathing in through the clenched teeth and... <laughs> it's just uh, again. I probably should have put that in the likes. What look? I'm. I'm not trying to disparage the man, but I don't have a lot of experience with him other than Curly. Curly. And this. Yep. That's it for me. How was he held in esteem as like a serious actor? I don't know. I like think this? maybe his, his early stuff might have been. You know, more dramatic. That sort of business flew in the fifties and sixties. Maybe 60s. it did. Maybe it did. I think it might be one of the great mistakes of Oscars. <laughs> but has he got an Oscar? Yeah, for Curly's. For Curly, for, for, yeah. um, seriously, get out of here. Then he did um, one-arm push-ups on stage. That's impressive. <laughs> it is impressive. So essentially, he was Eve Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he wasn't far off Eve Spirit in real life. I think. He's got a bit of that I'm really crazy in real life. Did he start in... He's dead, I think. Oh, he's, yeah. Did he start yeah, in fun. westerns? Yeah, I think he so. did some westerns? Because it seems like... With that voice, yeah. have to. Oh, Ray Tango. <laughs> <laughs> tango and Gash. Gash and Tango. Gash and Tango. <laughs> and these sexy rats. 
Fucking hell. I like when the, later on, the whole rat scenario is gone, so his point's sort of already proven. Yeah. And then he just picks up the rats again and starts playing with them. <laughs> <laughs> I think was it, it might have been... Um, that same article that you read about the the ten craziest things yeah. in this movie called him the rat fondler. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely milking the little rat afterwards. <laughs> hey, my, my final dislike, and again, I laughed very heavily in the final punch up. Stallone's fighting some nondescript karate guy who just appears. And there's about five shots where you just see him going, yeah! <laughs> so there's nowhere in shot. Just him shooting. <laughs> across with a fly kick just out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm thinking, Jesus, the editor has just been going, fuck, I've got nothing to put in here. I'll just grab that there, that guy. You reckon, so you reckon it was just him in second unit? Yeah. <laughs> just run across in front of the camera and fly Chop off his little trampoline and give some yeah, listen, listen, mate, Sly's not going to be here today. He's, uh, he's caught up in other things. He's caught he's up more than the thought third director. He's too busy watching Laker games. Yeah, he's, he's currently firing um, Peter McDonald. <laughs> but if you could just sort of, you know, do a few fly kicks for us, we'll be fine. Do some Asian stuff. <laughs> Sounds like Iron Fist. <laughs> That's basically it for me. Yeah, I think you pretty much covered it. I don't think I can handle any more of why did they split much? up after they escaped jail? They're like, oh, if you like, they just escaped. <laughs> they clearly need each other. Like, hey, if you need to get in touch with me, find this chick at this club, and they just run off in different um, directions in the bush. Find this Stallone chick at this club. Stallone it's a massive club. Which chick? Yeah. <laughs> Give me a bit of a steer. Think, All he gave him was Kathleen. <laughs> I think Stallone had lost or his Catherine. car. And then he walks in car and goes, for the R and D section. Yeah. So, <laughs> and he walks in. And he goes, um, "Is there a Catherine here?" Like there's 50 Catherines here, the bloke says, and I'm thinking, yeah. spot on. Yeah, there's probably no, no. And it's Catherine's just the here. fact that she's um, she can somehow hear him from miles away <laughs> in an absolutely packed club that he happens to stumble across the right person. And but, she inexplicably notices him and decides to help him because the police are after him. But also, Why? Yeah, I think right. maybe it was a cut scene that where Stallone said she'll be the girl up on stage going... She's a drummer. She's a drummer in the revolution. Prince might be there. She's a drummer. Which band? Oh, not in a band. She just gets on stage. Plays some electric drums like a band. Plays an electric drum kit. All right. That's Tango and Cash covered. And we're going to take a quick break because... As Tango and Cash was pretty much ghost-directed by three different people, we're just going to have a quick discussion about some other ghost-directed films.
Take Out Cash was super gudge directed. Uh, now, there's been quite a few that I managed to find. It's like a fucking graveyard. High profile. <laughs> <laughs> a very high profile, mm. seemingly involving several people associated with Take Out Cash. Mm. Right? The first one, which was only really brought to light, I think, last year or the year before, is Tombstone. Mm. Russell actually came out and said that he hired George P. Comatose <laughs> at the behest of Stallone. Yeah. Stallone told him, this guy's perfect for you guys directing Jaws. <laughs> Just to clarify, his name is Cosmatos. But Cosmatos, yeah. He earned the reputation Comatose because he never did anything <laughs> on the film. But it was written by a guy called Kevin Jare, or, and he had been the director. And they canned him after about a week, I think. And basically, Russell kind of took over and hired Cosmatos because he needed someone who was just going to... Here's a a group of shots. This is what we're going to do. And was it this... I think the story was that Stallone had told him, this bloke will keep it it quiet. Essentially, he'll turn up and do the shots you want and he won't tell anyone. (laughs) But good movie. That was his recommendation. And that's what Russell was saying in the article. You know, Mm. we, we ended up pulling off something... Pretty good mm. under the circumstances. Mm. And the fact that we best thing Val Kilmer ever did by a fucking country mile. Absolutely. After Iceman, obviously. And and Russell <laughs> was saying that he basically didn't say anything about it until um, Cosmatos died, because um, he just felt well, out of respect. Out of respect to the bloke. Scott did a did me a yeah, solid. Because once he's once he's taking a dirt nap, you can just start <laughs> you can just start kicking a bit more dirt on top. Thanks, Jeez, dirt. Cosmatos, shit director. <laughs> Uh, next one's Rambo First Blood Part 2. George P. Cosmatos <laughs> once again heavily involved at the behest of Mr. Sylvester Stallone. Hmm. So the film was pretty much directed by Stallone. Yeah. Um, Cosmatos again was brought in to... Do what he was told. Basically. Same thing Smart happened Smart man, Robert. though. Look. Hey, so, keep getting um, them checks, George. So, yes. <laughs> the, the bloody... What would be the size of the checks, though? But the thing oh, is, I mean, well, fuck residuals in the eighties from that stuff. Yeah. We're talking, st- we'd still be talking six figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah so right. you're getting, you're getting you residual checks. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting residual checks from Tombstone and Rambo Part Two. You probably don't have Look, to work I, again. Look, I kind of got an inkling because Cosmatos was also involved heavily in Cobra, which <laughs> <laughs> was also directed. So he's an auteur. <laughs> 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 yeah, he used to go and do um, do, he used to go and do Shakespeare and Broadway and stuff yeah. in, his, in his spare time. He's involved with Hamilton heavily, heavily at the moment. <laughs> in his spare time is making Cosmatos, <laughs> but basically, allegedly, didn't they? Eat? Cosmatos used to come in and bring in like script notes. Yeah, and they just go. This is a Western party. That's right. George, did you do your own homework? No, miss. <laughs> But it's funny because Cosmatos has been involved with Tombstone, <laughs> Rambo First Blood Part 2, Cobra. When I saw Leviathan, I tweaked in the most positive <laughs> <laughs> he, he unfortunately was not able to get a proper director behind him so he could ghost direct Leviathan properly. <laughs> uh, the next is a big one which has been floating around for a long time and has never actually been properly sorted out is Poltergeist. Yeah. Everyone basically says that Tobe Hooper was there, but Steven Spielberg basically did it all. Yeah. Set the shots up. I think He wrote the script and everything like that. Yeah. I think um, Hooper is defensive about it. Yeah. And, and look, but I think he might be the only one. <laughs> it says here, um, 
basically that uh, Tobe Hooper, when directing Poltergeist, was basically interpreting Steven Spielberg's instructions. Yeah. And Spielberg has come out and said that's not true. Like, he's saying that's not true. A lot of people reckon it might be because um, he wasn't allowed to direct Poltergeist. Mm. So what he needed was to bring in someone else and yeah. then basically just hang around. It wasn't really on brand for Spielberg at that point either. No. Here we go. This is what a more recent interview with Spielberg certainly gives that impression too. He said that Tobe isn't a take charge sort of guy. If a question was asked and an answer wasn't immediately forthcoming, I'd jump in and say what we could do. Tobe would not agreement, and that became the process of collaboration. That was basically what Spielberg had said, but then previously he'd said that wasn't the case. So it's very murky, and nobody's really stepped forward and actually said what went on. Because it was storyboarded really heavily, and I mm. think Spielberg was heavily involved in that mm. part of it. So it's it's one of those ones. It's a bloody good movie too. Like I'm surprised they get get something watchable. I mean, they did not. <laughs> 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 they managed to oh, get it's it. watchable. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you gave it two and a half. <laughs> you think I'm a moron? You know that. I do. Now the other, another one that I was surprised by was Return of the Jedi. That's a huge one. Yeah, allegedly. Lucas basically did it. Hmm. I think that might be the case for all of those three. Look, mm. I've seen the prequels. I don't believe it. <laughs> I yeah, refuse to believe it. Unfortunately, the actual director is dead. So yeah. he never got... And he died in like 1987. Mm. So he never really got the chance to to put forward his side of the story. Mm. And Lucas has said that that's not the case either. But, you know. I mean, he was heavily, heavily deep into the Star Wars mythology, created it, yeah. and I suggest, based on the prequels, that he would have been—he would have been a pest. Yeah. yeah, he would not have been. He would have been saying, That's not away. the way it happened. <laughs> yeah, this character <laughs> doesn't do that, or this. Yeah, this he wouldn't have just gone away and let him do it. No. Yeah. Now, oh, a I couple of other that. small ones here. Waterworld. Yeah, that one Kevin Reynolds. Credited, but I believe Kevin. I think, I think the word you're looking for is discredited. Yeah, by Kevin. Yeah. yeah, those two haven't they? Didn't they work on something else together? Yeah, but they uh, continually, yeah, they continually feud. Very similar movies, really. Carry on, and yeah. now if you're looking for a really good read about the process of Waterworld, get a book called Fiasco. You know I am. Yeah, I'll, I really I'll, want to read I'll, about Waterworld. No, no, but I'll get it for you because it's piss funny. It's a really yeah. good book because it shows you exactly, and not just Waterworld. It's, it talks about um, Last Action Hero. It talks about um, uh, Battlefield Earth. It talks about all these movies that were hugely budgeted and just went to shit. Mm. Is it as good as the book about John Peters and <laughs> Yeah, it's better. It's, better than that. <laughs> it's really in-depth and it's very interesting. It talks through both Waterworld and The Postman. It mm. shows how Costner just could not... Let things go. He he was at a point in his career when he was just so big that I just do whatever I like, mm. including asking him to CGI his hair in. That's cringy. How much of the blame do you place on Costner for the budget problems? A fair sizable. Yeah. You reckon it costs a lot to CGI that hairy? <laughs> no, I just think it, what what you've got is you've got a major star. The problem with Borderworld is exactly the problem with blockbuster filmmaking back in the 90s. Mm. You had major stars who basically were given uncapped budgets to yeah. make whatever they liked. And people thought because Costner was a star in The Bodyguard and Robin Hood and all that, he mm. was riding a wave of success, 
people will go and watch you. <laughs> <You'll> just throw <laughs> incorrect. Any, <laughs> throw any amount of cash yeah. at them. And what they did, they actually built the fucking atoll on the sea. Oh, the whole yeah. thing, man. And it collapsed and went underwater. <laughs> it had to be brought back up. Yeah. That's the kind of Everything thing we're talking wrong. about. We're yeah. talking about major overspends on stupid things. Yeah. They were actually shooting off Hawaii. You know, they needed a, they had to charter boats to get them out to the atoll at a massive cost from a... They were, they were miles away where they were staying in five-star accommodation. Basically, you had to... If you wanted to take a piss, you had to get on a boat and go back to land. So they were chartering boats no, all didn't. day Just long. go for a swim. <laughs> to do things like... Oh, that. it's terribly warm over here. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, Kevin's going, can we see the yellow? Um, What's this purple dye? But <laughs> Busted. But if you wanted to get lunch, shut down, bring it all back in. Um, yeah, it was really, really difficult because I built the studio. And at that point, Costner's probably the bloke where they're saying, look, we got the shot set up, Kevin. <laughs> we just need to do it one more time. No, no, no. Kevin's hungry. Yeah. <laughs> really <laughs> take shit, guys. Let's take five. Uh, that'll be uh, an hour five. <laughs> okay, let's take an hour five. No, sorry, let's take two hours. <laughs> no, but yeah. I might see you tomorrow. As it said, as it said, though, it said it just it ignored the problems that other filmmakers had had making shit on sea. Mm, yeah. Like Jaws, for instance. You know, Jaws was made many, many years ago. Yeah, I'm sure if, you, if they had spoken to Spielberg... Are you going to shoot that on the water? He, he would have been saying, idiots. look, if you can't make it in a pool, call it world. <laughs> 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 Cut the water right out of that. Don't now, worry about it. here's another interesting one. The last one I found. X-Men Origins Wolverine mm. was supposedly directed by Richard Donner. Jesus. He was one of the producers, and um, Gavin Hood was the original credit of the director. Prince now, of Thieves. I would have taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, directed by Gavin Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know the Donners are pretty heavily re- like involved in the whole Wolverine thing because Lauren Shuler Donner yeah, does a lot of the producing. So maybe she'd try to throw Richard a bone. <laughs> Mate, Richard's about 70. I mean... Hey, not a problem for Ridley, mate. Just yeah, yeah, but Ridley's laser focus. Talk to his dealer. Oh, focused, sorry, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um, Richard, I, I think that's probably a bit of crap. Um, although I wouldn't want to admit to having directed Wolverine. No, it is no, the turd no, in the punch bowl, that one. Yeah, yeah. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, a lot of these films, it's hard to know the precise... Details. Cosmatos, I think, it's pretty well known. Pretty well established. Yeah, but things like Waterworld and, and um, X Men and uh, Poltergeist. The, the sto- there's so many stories out there. It's very very difficult to know yeah. who's, mm. who's telling the truth or not. So we just got to wait for someone to die so the other person can just. Oh, yeah. thank fuck! <laughs> it was him. It was him all along. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. When a movie's a success. We're all fighting for credit. When it's a turn, nobody's taking it. You no, know, you take it, I insist. Nobody's taking credit. You can have the residuals till it's not worth it to me. Alan, Alan Smithy gets a word and run. Yeah. Never that's the case. I might change my name to Alan Smithy. There might be some residuals in that, I reckon. All right. That's the, uh, the episode covered. If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at thrillmeet at ionet.net.au. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia. And Potomatic at thrillme.potomatic.com. I believe our next episode, according to iTunes, is our 100th. Jeez. So, Celebration as we spoke time. about before, we're going to take it back to where it all began. We're going to mix it up. 
Uh, we're going to do the, the three remade classic horror films. So Halloween, Friday the 13th, and um, Nightmare on Elm Street. And we're going to deliver them all in a week. Excellent. We're going to shoot, do them all. We're going to put in all this stuff, all our stuff, our yes, no, maybes, our what we've been doing. We'll chuck in a discussion topic somewhere and we'll roll it all out because we started the, the entire podcast with Halloween. Mm-hmm. And so on our 100th, we'll go back to it. Celebration time. I mean, don't get me wrong, I could have celebrated over 10 forever. <laughs> I thought we did. <laughs> but we'll bring, I'll bring some rats. We'll have a big celebration. I'm looking forward to it, yep. Um, it'll be good to, to, to watch those three films again and um, and critique them because uh, I haven't seen... I've got the Halloween box set, but uh, haven't watched any of them. <laughs> 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 so that may Great purchase. Money well spent. $150 well spent. Uh, so until then... Take it easy. And then I believe we've got a quick shout out to oh, okay, uh, yeah. uh, Ben from Perth, who I believe has discovered us. Um, all I can say is, um, We're I, sorry. Po- I apologise <laughs> if you've watched any of these movies on our recommendation. Um, we can't be held responsible for no. what Adam decides that we want. Disclaimer: <laughs> We will not be. Nice hand pass there, Gotchi. It was all Adam's fault. <laughs> um, and Gibbo apologises for picking Texas Chainsaw Massacre next generation. Yeah, fuck you both. Definitely. Until then, until next episode, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at 